just it would it took me so long. Anyways, it's been over five minutes. <laughs> Welcome to Dude, When the Lights Go Out podcast. I'm Eli. I'm Moof. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tyler. And like I said right before this, I, this is when the lights go out. Welcome, Tyler, to the studio. Hi, Tyler. Tyler. How did you get in here? Who are you? I'm sometimes referred to as Rez or CBK Rez or just Big Fella. Any of them, any of them apply. Would you like to plug your social media? Because, you know, we always be plugging. Uh, if you want to watch me game or watch me discuss this while I play like Animal Crossing, very serious matters as I catch sea bass, um, you can go to twitch.tv slash cbk underscore res and that will that will get you to my channel. I could also say he does occasionally have some very, very bad takes on on Ooh. entertainment lists. Entertainment, entertainment. I got some hot takes. Yeah. They are the hottest takes. What, what, what was the one you did? The Pixar movie one? That was a wreck. That was a, a wreck. mess. I think it, I still kind of stand by it. You I, it like was 20, 20 replies on Twitter. I got ratioed so fucking hard. <laughs> like it was I not even you. like, yeah, I've, I've never seen like a non big channel get as ratioed as I did for ranking post 2000 Disney animated movies. Well, when you're wrong, you're wrong. Wait. What were your top five? I wanted. I haven't seen this, so I'm curious now. <laughs> oh God! Well, the ones that made everyone freaking like lose their mind was I put uh, Atlantis and Treasure right. Island in D tier, <laughs> which is just not true. You're just um, wrong. Objectively, you're wrong. It's treasure Planet. Wait, I need Treasure Planet. Sorry, Treasure Planet. Atlantis I need the is such a good movie. <laughs> Hold up, I need the baseline. What was your A tier? <laughs> Well, my S tier. So even higher than A tier was. Okay, okay, I got I got Moana at one, right? I, I I'll take it. I agree with that. Ray and the Last Dragon because I really that movie is actually really good. I haven't Big, seen it. But go on. Big Hero Six at three. I agree with that. Great movie. Uh, Wreck It Ralph at four. That one got some shit. I haven't seen it. It's it's the first one's okay. Pretty it's like good. A, it's like a good movie. I just I wouldn't put it up there, man. I don't Not know. an S tier. Yeah, I just I honestly I don't have it in front of me. I remember disagreeing with a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, no, a, a lot of people did. Yeah, um, I, I found very little agreeing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we're talking about something completely different today. It has nothing to right. do with <laughs> entertainment. In that sense, and now, now I'm just really angry. So let's a podcast yeah. for another time. <laughs> that, that that was the point of this to get you angry, so you're in the right mood to hear. Because we're what talking, Tyler about. has researched the topic today that uh, is kind of kind of talked about, but whenever it's talked about, it's just kind of like then brushed over. It's just been like hey, it's FIFA is uh, the World Cup violation or the human rights violation involving the 2022 World Cup in Qatar and kind of how it got there and then what's happening now and how a lot of what's happening now is nothing in all actuality. So It's just uh, FIFA has had a long history of being corrupt, <laughs> and then um, it got to the 2020, 2018 to twenty twenty two World Cup decisions, and um, they fucked over the wrong countries. And then they started the wrong the, of these countries, like the U.S. and England, and all of them started to be like, "Why did this happen?" And then they got uncovered, and 
shit started to go down the yeah. drain. But shout, out, shout out to the 30% of our audience that's in the UK because we haven't talked about that yet, but I... We love them. We, we love, love them. I was gonna do like do an English accent? accent, but then all I could think about saying was "ahoy, matey," and then cut. <laughs> Not quite. It's changed, day, isn't it? Oh my god! I'm, I'm saying the only thing I have is in it. Broom, broom. Mm. Anyways, violations. Yes. Yes. Do you just have like a list of them or are you going to take us well, so chronologically? Give us the story. Give us the story. So, yeah, I'll start. It all starts back in this wild time of 2008. Whoa. Um, Ooh, magical. Yeah. So DVDs. pretty much what happened was the iPhone ones. like is <laughs> I think George W. Bush slash beginning of Obama time, like recent time. But uh so what happened was it was coming time as does every, I think it's like four or five years. They decide who the next world cup is just like the Olympics, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And based off of history, they, if you've hosted it, if a continent, a whole continent has hosted it a previous time, uh, like the time before they're discluded from hosting it the next time. Seems fair. <laughs> um, so Wait. what that meant was for, sorry, so by you mean a whole continent, if one country from that continent, so like, mm-hmm. like Canada and then the U.S. couldn't in in consecutive right. years. Okay, thank you. Just right. to the clear. So like, ineligible in 2018 was the whole continent of Africa because South Africa had hosted it yeah. in 2006, something like that, or 2008, one of them. And Early 2000s. But so, uh, it came down and they decided that they were going to announce the 2018 and the 2022 World Cups at the same time. They were going to vote and do them both at the same time. And I have to preface this with the bids for the 2018 one were, you know, and I said earlier, they fucked over the wrong countries. The bids for the 2018 one were a joint bid from Belgium and Netherlands, a bid from England, a bid from Iberia. So Portugal and Spain together and then Russia. And it went to Russia, which naturally then you had England in particular was like, hmm. Oi, and then, oi, bruv. Yeah, they were they were they were a little mad, and then oh we just lost all of the listeners. From yeah, I know. <laughs> you just lost your whole entire UK audience oh, right there. <laughs> that's a third of them. And then 2022 was the United States, uh, South Korea, and Japan, Australia, and then Qatar at the fifth one. Again, Qatar got it, and then the US was like, hmm. Uh, so it started with that, and then. It, it, it's really funny because if you look back at it now, so at the time when these were voted on, it was like a special council that voted and determined the who got it. Now it's just they vote based on every country, like a country has a vote. Okay. You know, like it, it would make sense, you know. Um, but then it was like a council of like 20 people voting on where these World Cups went. And I need to note this because it is a hilarious fact that as of right now, of that group, that whole group that voted on these two World Cups, only one has not been indicted for bribery or been banned from FIFA. Wow. Only one. Who is Yet. It? Yet. Two for the stars. Yet. Go he for just that has his, they, just, they just have their shit really covered, you know? <laughs> I I don't know the name, but it Do literally... You, like you know which country? I, I want to say it was German, someone from Germany, because the you know, council's they, supposed to represent the whole world. But like, mm-mm. I feel like they'd have their shit together. Yeah, they since 
<laughs> I, you don't have to do uh, it like that. <laughs> Not every time, at least. <laughs> oh, so, talk about uh, human rights violations. <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going down that road. Um, <sighs> but uh, yeah, so this council voted on these two, and the president at the time, Sepp Blatter, real name, uh, from Switzerland. <laughs> Uh, has been banned from FIFA. So is like most of the people involved because it's, they didn't hide their shit. They were out in the open. Like literally two of the people got prevented from even voting before it even started because they were already caught. And so um, he's come out since and said like, originally it was supposed to be Russia in 2018 and the United States in 2022. That that was supposed to be the thing that that was like going to be predetermined before the votes even happen, you know, shit like that. But then apparently one of the top officials who's also now banned for ethics violations uh, for his whole life went to Qatar to meet with the crown head of Qatar. And upon returning back from his meeting said that it now needs to be Qatar in 2022, which I think implies pretty much pretty well what happened. But so it ended up being Russia got it in 2018, which, again, has its own set of human rights questions of, you know, and then so Qatar got it in 2022, which presents its own issues of they have to move the whole World Cup from the summer to November and December because it's oh, in the Middle East right. and it's right. fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so the issue with Qatar came that their whole proposal based around I think it was four stadiums that hadn't even been built yet. Mm-hmm. So they had four like existing ones and they were all, they all needed to be re- resurfaced, retouched up, etc. But then they had four that weren't even built. And um, Qatar's a very rich country due to oil. Yes. Um, yes. So they import all their labor, which again, at face value, not a great term. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's in this importation of their labor that um, a lot of their human rights violations have come in and there's a lot of issues with that and there's also been discussions of whether LGBTQ plus community members will be able to even go safely to the World Cup in Qatar because again there's you know there's laws banning that shit and now you have human rights violations that again FIFA they got so much money they're just like we don't give a shit at this point and you have all these people saying we need to do it stuff about it and then you have it just gets brushed off but so that's what's happening. That's how we got to where we are. That's wow. all very unfortunate. Yeah, it's so, all money. It's all people getting paid. Let's right. let's get straight into the specific violations in right. Qatar. What we're dealing mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. or what so, has been found. So the large issue is that they're not paying some. They're not paying some people at all. But mainly, they're not paying near what they were told they were going to be paid and they're forcing them to live in just terrible conditions. So like um, of the migrant workers in Qatar as a whole we have 1.7 million in Qatar which is over 90% of their workforce. And they are primarily Nepali I believe. Yes. Uh, It was like Nepali, Bangladesh and then like Indian Mm -hmm. are are like the main regions where they come from. South Mm -hmm. and Southeast Asian. Right. Mm -hmm. Um and then on this is based on one of the stadiums alone, which I think is supposed to be their like main stadium, you know, with the head, the ceremonial stadium, you know, whatever. About thirty two hundred are working there every day. And of those workers, they're getting a lot of them are getting paid 
not at all what they were brought over saying like uh one of the men quoted was like uh i was told in nepal that i would be making 300 dollars a month when i went over there to work and then when he got to qatar and then once he started in qatar was told you're getting paid 190 dollars a month to do this work and if you complain or keep talking up you're gonna get deported wow gee then also with that they said they sometimes didn't pay their the delayed salaries were as well, where the salaries weren't paid for like several months. So not only were they underpaid, they were sometimes just not paid for months. And then during this time where they were saying, you're getting this, don't talk up, you're getting deported, they would either force them to live at the stadiums that they were working on or force them to live in these like worker quarters that were as bad as you would imagine pretty much mm-hmm. it was like metal bunk beds with like no mattresses you know shit like that like shared it was pretty much like jail cells um and that's just the like on the job stuff that is the human rights shit yeah so like they're from what i've understand the pictures i've seen it they're essentially like they're they're apartments but also slums and jails all put together wow yeah. not great conditions Right. No. How do you do anything of that scale in a day and age when like pictures exist and the ability to share them exists? The internet, yeah. Like, I, I again, same, money talks. Yeah, yeah the same way they got the bid. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Like, there's a quote here uh, from someone who's from Bangladesh that said, He's, quote, I remember my first day in Qatar, uh, almost the very first thing a Qatar agent working for my company did was take my passport, and I have not seen it since. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So until they are done, they cannot leave, they cannot complain, or they will be deported without their shit. Without their passport? That's insane. That's like... What? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and so it's not it's that. And then, like, again, the forced labor and just no one really cares, because, again, you have like people like Amnesty International and the U.S. has open investigations. And I'm pretty sure uh, a joint like EU investigation or maybe just England. I'm not I, I'm not sure about that one, but have opened up investigations to be like, hey, there's a lot of fucked up shit happening here. We need to address it. And FIFA has kind of done their own investigation, which we know how internal yeah, investigations right. always go. They found nothing. Oh, they said so, this, this FIFA 2022 is going to be a great game. Yeah, pretty yep. much. I mean, they, like, said, even, they said these stadiums are going to be real pretty. You know, <laughs> that's what they said. So, like, don't worry about the if, blood underneath them. No, no, no. Even if like we go through all these investigations and stuff, U.S. amnesty, whatever. All right. So, first of all, U.S. isn't going to get into the cup to boycott it. That's not going to happen. So it doesn't matter. No. Um. Oh, there's. Yeah, men's, men's, women's. I salute you. Whole other story. <laughs> um, so yeah, d- there's nothing any organization can do now. Like you, the the World Cup is this World Cup in Qatar is gonna happen in Qatar, and then right. there's after that, like they can't. They're they're not not gonna take the money. No, and and kind of what FIFA decided was that their mindset instead of trying to fix the issues was just that. Well, it happened, and we can't go back on it now. Like, we'll fix it for the future, but what's done is done. It's not... Those buildings aren't finished, right? Like, No, they're still being worked on. Yep. 
so they're so they're just like we see you but we're not going to do anything about it <laughs> right and that's oh, it's man. it's also not even talking about the like actual deaths that have happened on at, which is in the hundreds while building this these stadiums that's insane there's a there's a reason why they don't want to they don't want to do anything and can't do anything and there's a reason why like so all these major international sport organizations the olympics uh fifa fiba they all operate at like huge losses financially so mm-hmm. they need they need like people like qatar to function right so they almost need that bribery money to even exactly put on a show right yeah. Exactly, and I mean there it was it was thought that, that it, like records show that some of the people of that like group that is now just famously just banned, um, some of them were getting up to like a couple million of dollars, a couple million of dollars, a couple million dollars for their single vote for Qatar, and that the organization itself, FIFA, was getting paid as well. So I think the biggest thing that could possibly happen at this point is sponsors uh, were, to, were to pool. But even that, I, I don't see it happening. I was yeah. just going to say, I think the problem with that is because of the amount of markets there are, because exactly. of the stage of the world. Like we've seen in the past year, um, since all of the protests happened, multiple, e- e- even up to sports organizations, um, and like leagues in America um, lose sponsors on certain things and have to change their ways. Most prominently, at least for me, because I'm a DC fan, Ooh, um, baby. was the now Washington football team obviously lost sponsors and had to change their name from what was not a great name to now a normal name, I guess we'll call it. Um, but like, yeah, the amount of corporations and markets. And I mean, like, we're talking like gigantic markets too. It's like the U.S., but like, there's also all of these other markets that are huge, um, and the amount of countries that are involved in international soccer. I, yeah, it's it's too big to fail. The yeah. World Cup's the most viewed entertainment event that happens in the world. I mean, it, it's just right. the markets it reaches are in every country. I'm at, at like. Because even if your country doesn't make it, you're still watching. Like, even mm-hmm. if the U- the U.S. didn't make it, and it was still, like, one of the highest-rated exactly. watched World Cups in last time in 2018 ever in the U.S. And that was not even with the U.S. So, like, you're still reaching an absurd amount of eyes, and the companies know that, and they're not going to back out of that. Yeah, yeah it's all a money game. It's all mm-hmm. for money. Like, taking it from just, like, the... Sp- isolated situation with Qatar like this happens everywhere with mega events you already mentioned Russia before but then let's take it to 2014 World Cup and the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio well there was a lot of human rights violations in Rio there was like corrupt police bad labor conditions similar to those in Qatar but like the main thing was forceful evictions they took entire slums like I was mentioned before specifically with the Olympic Village there's about a area they took about a mile wide and about five miles long. They basically took all the people in the slums that were living there, pushed them, bulldozed the place, and then built huge high-rise apartments. 
right play. and like and it's, all of this comes down to money yeah it's really interesting too because brazil's such a weird case study with massive international sporting events like the olympics Mm -hmm. or the world cup because they had both back to back yeah and usually if you have one you go bankrupt they they decided to do two back to back and what it led to and it's i don't want to say hilarious because it's pretty fucked up but uh, uh, Mm -hmm. the domino effect that happened was brazil elected their own trump in in bonasaro or i i'm I'm going to butcher that, but they elected him because they were so fed up and how much the country was in debt from hosting the previous two events that they got rid of their previous government where they had a Trump figure come in and say, you know, this was wrong. We need to, you know, go back to the way things were. And he has been ruling it since what, 2018, 2017. I can give you the exact numbers with the, with the world cup in 2014, Rio lost $15 billion alone and then with the olympics they lost another 4.8 billion dollars so i mean that's that's the other thing while i was mentioning before why these international sport organizations have to keep countries like qatar it's because like uh, except for the world cup fiba and the olympics and winter and summer are like losing popularity so and it's because people aren't watching them and nobody wants to host them because shit like that happens. Yeah. So they're literally paying out concessions to people to host them. Like, for example, for the 2026 uh, Los Angeles Olympics that are coming up, Mm -hmm. they gave LA 1.8 billion. Did I say 2026? Yeah. I meant 2028. Yeah. Um, They gave LA $1.8 billion after they won the bid just to host it. Right. Yeah. And you're seeing that issue a lot too. It it looks like that more in the future there might be a bigger uh, a bigger issue or a bigger discussion down the line, but with these couple of like World Cups and Olympics that came up in the in the twenties or I guess like late tens was when they were decided or when the bids or whatever for the twenty twenty six World Cup there were two bids just two a, a joint United States Canada and Mexico bid. Uh, which won, Mm -hmm. but it was all three of those countries together put the bid, Mm -hmm. and Morocco. Those are the only two bids. And then with the Olympics in 2024 and 2028, they also didn't have a lot of bids because countries were seeing what was happening with Brazil at that time, or with Greece in the early 2000s, and they were like, we, unless you're one of the, like, powerhouse countries i'll put it that way Mm. you can't sustain to host this so then 2024 is in paris and 2028 is in la and that's it might lead to a string here of in large international olympics and sporting events just being in the same couple countries yeah i I do want to shift gears just a, a second so i was thinking about how mega events specifically in america are an environmental like hazard basically oh God, like yes. the amount that's of, a whole other thing yeah, yeah i mean and it's i i started i started the research into that um uh, probably like the beginning of this year or last year 2020 maybe even um so uh I, I do have some sources on it but basically with one stadium and one mega event it's extremely like the building of the stadium itself is bad for the environment um the materials they use 
in everything from concessions to that the, the field and the congestion with how many cars and stuff going so there's a lot of pollution as well that's just one mega event in one stadium and events like these i mean i don't even know what to call an event that is like 50 mega events like a super humongo event like the olympics or the world cup i mean the 2026 world cup is literally going to span from Mexico City all the way to Toronto and Vancouver. That's right. crazy. So you have almost the entirety of North America spanning that whole thing. The amount of jet fuel alone to bring those the the teams <laughs> that win around. I mean that it's in itself yeah. is is crazy. That's like an entire like football or basketball season worth of right. of yeah. jet fuel in a short a amount month? of time, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like um yeah. Yeah, so the, the 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 scale of it plus with these mega sporting events, um, and if you look at like things like events like the Super Bowl in football versus like a, a random regular season game between like two teams that aren't doing very well are going to have different mm-hmm. environmental impacts. Um, yes, and one one of the reasons is there's so many more people and there's also peripheral events that happen around the stadium. Um, mm-hmm more people get together more people go to bars um more people have events in the street and stuff there are like fireworks you know i mean all, all of those things together means it's like basically 50 super bowls in one month in one place and that alone um is absolutely horrible for the environment i mean to your you, like you make a great point and one great case study is that combines both the things like economic mm-hmm. and the environmental impact that we're talking about one case study that's amazing is the 2004 greece summer olympics destroyed the economy still hasn't mm-hmm. recovered every single stadium they built is now literally overgrown with grass and moss and shit like that so they go they built these gigantic stadiums and now they're just sitting there unused in the middle of the city to be fair so is the coliseum <laughs> at least that has a story you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah so i i was just gonna say another example of like kind of with greece that happened in another country was when uh the Olympics, the Winter Olympics in this case, were hosted in Sarajevo in Yugoslavia, and it ended up being 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, they proceeded to then go bankrupt, and there was a civil war eight years later. Yugoslavia currently does not exist, if anyone wanted to know about that. Right. Imagine hosting a mega event to boost your like tourism and local economy <laughs> and then going bankrupt. And then yeah. ju- just not and then being just a country something. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Only yeah. <laughs> yeah. turning into two separate countries. Uh, but I, mm. I will also say, in a case like that, you know, it may also be the fact there there are probably other factors involved besides just that 100%. one specific yeah. oh. environmental thing. Like, right. Uh, especially in that area of the world, there are a lot of, I mean, in any right. area of the world, there are a lot of like um, very small pockets of, of cultures and stuff and putting them in a country mm-hmm. isn't necessarily... This is a. This is now a podcast about how the nation state isn't necessarily the most ideal version of a community. Ooh, <laughs> I get into it. It. Is, it is good. It is a good point to make that we are 
brushing with a, a wide brush. We're we're going broad strokes here. So yes, I do want to talk to you guys about FIFA and kind of the how big this international stage of soccer or football or whatever language you say it in football 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 um just footing <laughs> just how big it is and how many places it has a very important mark in like and even especially if you're listening in this from the u.s like i'm, I'm sure you understand that it's a big deal and then imagine how big if- of a, a deal it is in a country that they're mm-hmm. most prized sport their favorite sport um the one they watch the most and the one they play the most like as kids and even adults um you know this is that sport for them so how much more they're invested in this and how much more it touches them um i'm just curious as to like what you think how would you remedy this i don't know if that's i mean it's not going to be fixed really but i think that and I, I've said this a lot throughout when I talk about World Cups and the Olympics. They're the biggest event and there's a lot of corruption. But at the same time, they're the best events that happen in the world on a world scale because they bring the entire world together, at least sh- mainly the entire world, unless there's boycotts, et cetera, et cetera, uh, for one event that is entertainment purposes it's not like you know conflicts kind of take a, a, a you know a, a back seat for you know this month and a half or this month where it's like everyone is watching argentina play you know belgium and rooting for just a side because you know you want to see it like it, it the the state of the world during those international events always seems very wholesome or at least very like encouraging because everyone is just like everyone's just rooting for their country you know and not like in the you know hyper patriotic rooting for their country they're just like you know yeah come on chad from baltimore let's go (laughs) you know (laughs) like so i they're still <laughs> they're still gonna Baltimore from Baltimore. Baltimore. Should have just said Michael Phelps, man. But I it yeah, would have been yeah. much better. Would have been much better than just Chad. Um it's okay, go on. But I they're all I, I don't want to say they're always gonna be the biggest international events because I don't know the I'm not about to read the fucking future, but they're gonna be still huge events for a long time. So if you can find a way to make it better I what the remedy is more accountability from countries but also at that same time it's been very prevalent that these individual countries are also very corrupt in their soccer organizations and federations so how do you root out corruption but I guess just overwatch but even at that who does it it's it's a truly interesting conundrum that even the IOC has. Yeah, and not I think just Overwatch before. 2 is coming out too, so maybe that'll help. Right, right. Rachel, what is what is your take? And then I'll, get Yo, I'll be here all week. I, <laughs> I need a minute to process. All right. We can do, we can do you yeah. move and then we'll do Rachel right. and then I'll... So this is like this is, a, this is a hot take, but like like I was saying before um, a little bit I I'm not encouraging human rights violations, but I just, that is a weird start. Yeah. I gotta I gotta preface it. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. 
I genuinely believe that like to function as an organization and to be even slightly economical, FIFA and the Olympics and whatever else needs like the corruption and the bribery to like be a thing. Because if it isn't, then like one, nobody's gonna want to host it because as we've previously discussed, it ruins economies. You build stadiums for one event, you build like eight stadiums for one event, and then it just go unused unless you have a plan for them. There's so many other overlapping issues that if if there was no corruption, if there was no bribery in in the case of Qatar and Russia, like I mean, you, you as an overarching, overseeing organization, you're not going to exist. So I believe that it's obviously terrible for the people who are like on the ground doing the work and involved, but the corruption is like necessary for um, the competition and the sport to be a thing on like this big of a scale as on this big of an event. So if the corruption and bribery and all is necessary, then do you think there's even a point? And like, like why continue to do it if that's a necessity for these things to happen? I mean, that's a, that's a different conversation. I don't think they should, like, mega events are terrible, to be honest. <laughs> like, they're terrible. The only thing that's good about them is what Tyler mentioned, like, they bring people together. But other than that, they're terrible for what we've discussed, human rights violations, economies, the environment. Like, yeah, no, it's a fun month, month and a half, but the after years are terrible. Yes. Awful. Yeah. Right. If, if the question was, do I think mega events should exist? Absolutely not. No. I think that if you look at it, though, with the stance of like you need the corruption and then you're going to have parts of the world that will never be able to truly participate. Because at that point, you're only saying that, you know, a country rich enough to funnel money into these bids or like bribe these people into these bids are going to be wanting to get the hosting. So like my counterpoint to that would be. If you're it, only countries rich enough to do the bribery and stuff are probably rich enough to sustain the brunt of the economic impact that you're going to face when you're trying to do one of these events. Yeah, no, I, and that's a very good argument. And I've, I've heard the arguments where it's like uh, you should have a certain number of countries in each part of the world that can actually, you know, do, that already has the infrastructure. Like the U.S. could host these games every year in and out they already have the stadiums they already have the the hotels you know the infrastructure they have all of it and you know england could do it france could do it you know china could do it uh japan australia they all have all the stuff needed and so the argument there's been an argument that's like you just designate 10 countries that it just rotates between but then you're obviously going to have the backlash from every other country that's saying like why do we never why do we not even have a choice like you know so i mean it's hard it's like do you want to protect countries from themselves like is is that a thing you want to do and are they going to see it that way yeah right it's it's such a no you guys are absolutely it's a whole thing like i i know mine's was a hot take and (laughs) it started off rough but 
Oh. <laughs> you did start it with not the human right the human rights violation line. That was not they a They are bad <laughs> Glad we figured that one out. Ooh. Rachel, oh, Rachel, Rachel, do you wanna do you wanna bring yeah. it home by like roasting me or agreeing with Tyler? <laughs> I mean always. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I didn't know it was gonna end in a roast session. I would have come prepared, but <laughs> um well, I will say being the most like uneducated about any of these issues, like especially out of anyone here, you know, take my opinion with a grain of salt, of course. Um, the majority of my information is coming from you three. But being someone who's a huge sports fan and has been to mega events before, um, I've like I think you guys all know I went to the Super Bowl in God, was that twenty thirteen? Cool I guess. As hell. Anyways, being someone who's gone to that and would 100% go again, like, there's so much fun. Like, not thinking about any of the, like, environmental, social, political aspects, like, there's so much freaking fun. And I think all these mega events are a great way to bring people together and are, I mean, they're an accumulation of, like, so many different things and they're so rewarding for so many different people, but... And also, I guess, a testament to, like, where we are in a society that we can, like, do these types of things. Like, I don't know. A lot of different factors that go into it. But what I'm trying to say is if and where it looks like it's going, it's, it's not such a feasible thing to accomplish. An event to pull off of that grand size takes a lot that people don't know and people don't see. And I think what we talked about today really shows that. So, again, I don't – like Tyler was saying, I don't know what the solution is. I have no idea. This is – these are events that like we want to happen. People want them to happen. We want it to be fair for all parties involved. But is that feasible? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great point. And I, and I think your point too about like you know who it's worth it to, like the the fans, the diehard fans, and the the players. It's like one of those things where it's the biggest moment. We've talked. We actually talked about it a couple times. Me and Move talk about it when we were talking about the Olympics. <laughs> which would now be a couple episodes ago but um it's like for those uh athletes it's got to be like one of their favorite things and most lasting memories um it's, it's hard what to they work their whole life for. yeah it's hard to take yeah, that away they from work them. Towards. but when you know what the other side is it's like is there a way to kind of kind of can do it still um i will say one thing too is i think an- another way of looking at this is how ridiculously hard it is for so for this amount of people to work together on this scale like it's i mean i think you can even kind of tie it to like how the un works like it's it's clearly very difficult and just like most of the time doesn't work super well like you you want it to work for the reasons you want it to work but like everyone in a full other country is going to have a different idea about that based on their cultures and their experiences um yeah, it's it's just got to be. This one's a toughie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a toughie with no definitive answer at all. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And with having not answered the question I posed, <laughs> I think we're gonna end it here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th- this is one of those ones where it's it's just it's still an open ended question, and we still got to talk about it. And I would love uh, to hear what everyone else thinks um so thank uh thank you everyone for listening thank you tyler for coming on how about you give us your like 
your social medias or your, your your Twitch whatever again, just so people know where to find you? Uh, yeah, I'm CBK underscore res on Twitch. I'm pretty sure it's Instagram as well. If it's not on Instagram, there's no underscore. Uh, and on Twitter. So I have CBK res on all of those. I also have a CBK res YouTube. There's one video. Go check my other socials. It's a good video, video, but there's only one and I don't know how to edit. So (laughs) go check out the Twitter, the Twitch. That's where you can find me and I'll keep talking about things like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be giving out my socials. Don't at me. Move flakes to never be plugging. Because right. of my spicy takes. Because of his, yeah. <laughs> Those takes are too hot to handle for most people. Um, See, most people are just regular tuna rolls. I'm a spicy tuna roll. You're a spicy tuna roll, dude. You're at, yes, least, you're at least two spicy tuna rolls. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WTLGOPod. Uh, that's WTLGOPod, like when the lights go out podcast, but smaller. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube uh, when the lights go out podcast. Um, we put our podcast on YouTube and you can see our faces sometimes. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And they generally have um, a different feel. I don't know. I like to watch both. I like to listen to, to the audio ones and watch the YouTube you can ones. only watch one. You can only watch one. No, I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, you could also uh, listen to us on pretty much every major podcasting platform like Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. There's look us up there uh, when the lights go out podcast, and we also have a website when the lights go out podcast dot com. Uh, anything I'm missing? No, sir. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. This was a really fun one. Thank you so much again, Tyler, for coming on. I've been trying yeah, to get that to happen for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll have you on, uh, when you have another hot take that you can defend. Oh, I'm ready. I have a (laughs) bunch. Come back whenever. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, if you didn't know, Rachel is, uh, a big part of our podcast. Uh, I think today was the day that we announced it, even though it's been, she's been doing it for a a very, yeah, for for a long time. I don't know why it took so long. Uh, it's, it's been a bop and a half. Yeah. So anyways, uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to say that for a ninth time. I am Eli. I am Moof. I'm Rachel. <laughs> and I'm Tyler. And this is When the Lights Go Out podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Top five theme songs. Fucking Danny Phantom iCarly, Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> Which Scooby-Doo? What's new Scooby-Doo or the OG? I was going to say the Simple Plan one or like... No, the Simple Plan one. The one that slaps home. That, that one does. Um, that one's good. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? You got to have Zoe 101 in there. Zoe 101. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's I true. I mean, if we're Zoe going Nickelodeon, then uh, Drake and Josh is also oh, a, a great classic. one. Yeah. I guess that'll round out my top five, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, those are also good.